Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, the king knocks the prince off the top of the box office. We're going to break down this weekend's box office results next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Okay, wow. Play golf claps. Bring us into this episode of Box Office Breakdown. That's how we do. Great intro. Oh, thanks, Amy. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, And thanks so much for joining us. I know uh, we were off last weekend for Memorial Day. So we are back, and thank you, thank you for thank you for joining us. <laughs> but this is, uh, as always, is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we Prague, Nas, De, Kate, Dan. There yeah. you go. Uh, all, all business here <laughs> yeah. today about the box office that lie ahead. I am Frank Moran. What's up, Carrie Lane here? I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And making us look good and sound even better is Bree in the booth. Hey, everybody. And uh, folks, uh, I know uh, you probably see my face. You go like this is way, way up close, and 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 more focused look at your face than we've ever wow. seen Frank and it's almost uncomfortable uh, we're in HD in this studio look at this so uh, mm-hmm. you might want to uh, you know just anytime it cuts to me just put a put a little blanket or something over the oh, monitor stop. but as always folks <laughs> like us on Facebook give us those five stars on iTunes subscribe to the YouTube channel and of course give it a thumbs up while you're there or two or three or four or five however many you can do and we've got the chat running uh, so make sure you hop in, share your thoughts, and Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Yes, Frank, you all can comment down below. Oh, yes. So we're going to break down our top five, do a box office bet. We're also going to do our top three X-Men films. We'll each kind of say our top three. So start putting your three together as well so you get a chance to share your thoughts at the end of the show and tell us what you think as well. And we'll do some real reviews. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, We've got Booksmart, you know. Godzilla. Uh, Aladdin. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. We're going to be doing all those kind of in-depth reviews at the end of the show as well. So any spoilers, you have a chance to duck out before we get into any specifics. Mm-hmm. But without any further ado, let's just jump into this past weekend's box yes. office. Woo-hoo. Godzilla, King of the Monsters from Warner Brothers there. $49 million to take the number one spot. It bit a chunk out of Aladdin's sales. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, we're seeing where that, that <laughs> sentence ended. All right. Okay. You know. <laughs> uh, now, I've seen it, and yes. Amy has seen it. Mm-hmm. Amy, what did you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that uh, that's what Amy's thoughts about Godzilla well, I, King of I the do Monsters. have to say, non-spoilers, Godzilla looks great. <laughs> okay, well, mm-hmm. uh, I guess you guys Frank. can read between the lines there. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I it's... <laughs> you know, you set your expectations for what you want out of a movie like that. And so, it delivers... If you want a lot of um, monsters fighting monsters... And that delivers. Okay. Yeah. I I wasn't excited to see it, though I'm not... I like Godzilla as a concept, and I, I like the other movies, but it was like, uh, I don't know, something about this one wasn't like, yes, I have to see it. Did you like the first one? came out a couple years I, back. I, I even like the Matthew Broderick one from the... Like, Aww, way back when. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. But yeah, I did like the other one, too. I felt that was a cool reboot of it, and like that was a neat way to bring it back and change it, because like, I know people mess uh say bad things about the older one just because like oh mm-hmm. cheesy or whatever but it was a neat like i felt they made it a different version for when they brought it back but this one i don't know something i was just like okay really yeah. i mean this one you start seeing them really trying to make a a universe true it. yeah and we already knew going into this that godzilla versus king kong was something mm-hmm. that's coming out next year which it is mm-hmm. i believe in march of next year so get mm-hmm. ready for that big battle between those two titans mm-hmm. of the planet there uh, so it's a little set up, little little setup in this film, you know, just just so they remind you, like, yeah, yeah, Kong's coming, everybody, Kong is coming. Mm. <gasps> it's like that. That's right. 
That's cousin of Tarzan. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> there, Let's there move go. along. Uh, <laughs> but fortunately, and nobody, because the one thing that did bum me out about the first Godzilla film from a couple years back is yeah. that Brian Cranston, the previews, I was so excited. Like, hey, Brian Cranston in yeah. a Godzilla movie? And then he's taken out so early in that movie. And it's such a, like, kind of lame way. Mm-hmm. It's where I he shot that. it off in a distance and he just kind of falls on the scaffolding and stuff. I'm like, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was, I was, once he was gone from the film, which happened so early in the movie, I'm like, well, I've lost all my enthusiasm for watching the rest of this film. Fair. Because I'm going to see Brian Cranston go up against Godzilla. Well. It doesn't happen. It's advertising, mm-hmm. you know. That's true. Yeah. And I was betrayed. We just talked about I, my other show, <clears throat> uh, anime show, Madoka Magica. They literally magical girl show and a character does not become a magical girl until the, like, last episode. Oof. I mean, it happens on other bits, but it's advertised like there's image of them and you're like, not yet. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. No. Not. Wow. All right. It's still a really good show, by the way. But it is kind of a bummer when the advertising yeah, sets you up for something. Yeah, you're thinking it's going to be more, and then you go, "Why hasn't it happened yet? Did we miss an episode?" You know. But. Although sometimes, you know, we've seen this before in trailers. They just give you all the good stuff, and you're like, what "Yes." The heck? Um, that with "Always Be My Maybe," which I'll talk about. There was something in verses in the trailer and that that they changed. I'm like, "Oh, I like the trailer dialogue better." But which is one uh, that I've heard about Ma is that what you see in the trailer? <gasps> yeah. Pretty much is what you're going to get in the film. Okay, that. That's why I didn't rush yeah. to see that one. I want to see it, but dang it. Mm. Well, just watch the trailer and then yeah. you'll be fine. Just like a dog's purpose and a dog's way home. That's a right. dog's yeah. journey. Yep. Yep. Uh, coming in at number two was Aladdin, which came out last week, made another $42.3 million at the box office this past weekend. Uh, I know we, we've all, no, Amy refuses to see it because it I... steps on the feet of her childhood. What? Do, oh, oh I, yeah, no. Yeah. I thought you were going to say my birthday weekend, which it was, you know, trying to steal my thunder. And you didn't want to go to it for your birthday? No, I went to see Booksmart instead nice. Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do want to see it. I've heard great things. Carrie? Is she I, right to I think that those are great things that are being said yeah, about Aladdin? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, some of the changes make sense of making it more realistic. And some of them are like, oh, well, I like that. In the other one, so it's like the original, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the actual original, the OG version. So, but some of those you're going to go, okay. I mean, they're not necessarily like super plot important, but it's those little moments where you're like, oh, that was fun. Uh, the songs are, it's that weird thing when someone does a cover of a song where it's yeah. just a little bit different. So some of them I dug it, and like the orchestral sound of it was just like, oh, like get goosebumps, and the music's so good. And then like how some of the tempo changed, well, oh. Yeah, like when they come up to the palace and how that beat stops and mm-hmm. then drops again. I kind of liked it, even though it was different. But I liked it because it was different. Uh, so there are moments like that, too, where you go, or you're still kind of thinking later, ooh, how do I feel about that? Yeah, you're unsure. But it wasn't quite, ooh, no, I hate it. Yeah. Uh, I like Jasmine gets her own song and gives it a little bit more, not necessarily she's lonely, but she's speechless, the name of the song. Uh <laughs> 
I did not enjoy that song. Really? I mean, I was all down for her to have a song, and which I heard that she was going to have one. I'm like, all right, But cool. with the reprise? Meh. Oh, I like that. Uh, I liked what they changed up with the genie. That was kind of, he felt like a more of a regular person. Like yeah, I mean, certainly that's the biggest comparison, Robin Williams yeah. versus Will Smith. Uh, they're very different, but they went, the genie, they kind of more humanized him because he was in human form so much more so. But then it was kind of fun of, like, how he talked to Aladdin. It was, like, as if he was more of a friend. Like, okay, dude, go talk to her. Like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. things like that was, I enjoyed. And uh, I, I would say overall it was very cool, visually great and stunning. Uh, but, yeah, there's some things. And then way back when, do you guys remember Controversy? Because there was brown facing of the background actors. Yay. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know that. Like, if you go look it up, I was looking up, there's some stories, and then they said, uh, yeah. Disney kind of goes, oops, are bad. Oops. Yeah. So <clears> there, <throat> there's those kind of issues where you, that always is hard of, like, the outside of a movie when you know something's going on. So I was like, mm, okay. There, there is, you know, because Will Smith, uh, if you listen to his music, you know, yeah. Millennium and stuff, you know, yeah. it's, you know, like, in that kind of, Style of song, mm-hmm. uh, music that he sings, great, very energetic, very yep. lively. But there's something about him singing Disney songs mm-hmm. that I just felt it lacked that. Yeah, I want to say like that showmanship, that kind of energy that mm-hmm. Robin Williams brought to those songs when he sang them. So watching, yeah. listening, and watching Will Smith sing it, you're just like, okay, all right. It just didn't quite give didn't you pack that, that punch. It doesn't. I feel like True. Will Smith's music is like grounded, like you know, like. Disney music is just up here and light and fluffy and even like the scarier songs mm-hmm. are still not as rooted. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's almost it's more grandiose <laughs> kind of a thing and yeah. his vocals are more like mm-hmm. yeah, not quite as la la west. Yeah. And we're making Can't gestures with our hands for the people uh <laughs> listening. Yeah, which is always great. I'm like uh th- hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, we'll save a few more thoughts to, uh, to the end of the uh, show. Well, then a couple people in chat. We got uh, Neela J said, "I saw Aladdin last week. I went in with low expectations and enjoyed it. I was smiling all the way through the movie." N C H three S. Aladdin was good. Made my youngest daughter cry in a good way, or like she was scared, scared or didn't like bawling. it. <laughs> uh, Yusuf <laughs> said, um, "Aladdin is awesome." It is better than Beauty and the Beast. Yes, I do think it's better than Beauty and the Beast. I do think they brought some newer things to it, the way like Cinderella brought some new things, but I think Cinderella had a better, like, here's a backstory and a character we didn't get information on. Um, but we had a little more context, like, why um, the Sultan keeps Jasmine more locked up in the palace, so, like, they kind of get into, like, did you feel the mom was assassinated? Or I felt that's the tone I got from it. Whoa. Hmm. I don't know if I never really thought about that, or she just she was ill and she died. I I don't know. I didn't. Well, because Aladdin goes, that wasn't our fault. Referring to the people of the town. Mm. Oh, so I told. Well, let me know because that's the what I heard. Because they they do this thing. She's talking with him, and um, she's pretending that she's not the princess, and says like the queen died, and then he says a line something of like, well, that wasn't our fault. Referring like to the people of the village so then i'm like was she assassinated while she was out in public and that's why they're Jeez. like right i thought that, but or, that could be more interesting true or it could be interpreted that or there's why, an accident why did i uh, we didn't kill See? the queen so why is the prince uh, the oh, princess yeah, not coming out and see we didn't have anything to do with the, the queen dying so why yeah. is she staying away from us yeah could, perhaps i don't know which interpretation i felt it was very correct. not specific but yeah. I, I like that they said something bad because then they're one you're like well where, where's classic disney where's the other parent <laughs> that's true 
you know. Oh, have we sold you on seeing the movie? Amy? Right, I don't Jeez. know if we're making it better. I don't know. <laughs> right, you're you leaving right from here gr- directly course. to the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neela J agrees with me. Like the beat stopping during the Prince Ali song with the genie Aladdin. When they first get to balance, you know, Prince Ali. So they changed that beat a little bit, which was pretty cool. I did mm-hmm. like that. There is a, a, a bit where you see a little bit of the Will Smith come out in yeah. front like me. Yeah. Uh, where at the end it gets into a little bit of the kind of high energy kind of stuff. Did you like that they didn't quite do the pop cultural references? Yeah. I thought that was a good way to update it because even now if you watch the 90s one, the pop culture references, there'd be plenty of people today who'd be like, I don't know who that's referencing. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's like watching those old Bugs Bunny cartoons. True. You know, yeah. where you know they're referencing some celebrities, you don't know exactly the context. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, may, it, it for me, at least watching those, it was like, oh, well, let yeah. me find out more about these people so I understand who they're referencing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how Latin is to kids these days. Could be. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, coming in number three, Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic biopic, whatever you want to call it. Do you want to be fancy? I want to just call it biopic. Well, maybe <laughs> one is referring to how historically accurate it is, and the other is more historical fiction of it. Mm. No. No? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, this is from Paramount. $25 million here this weekend. Uh, I did get a chance to see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's an interesting film. Okay. Because it's his life story of sorts. It's not... Uh, but uh, there's a lot of a musical kind of... A musical kind of thing not just musical or in terms of the lyrics of the songs but a musical kind of presentation to the songs cool. that are in there, which I thought was kind of interesting in comparison to like Bohemian Rhapsody did you feel it was a similar tone of like history and then throw the music in too well no because they'll use uh, some of the songs from Elton John will be used and, and they'll be presented in almost like a musical mm. type of kind oh, of form okay. cool. which I thought was uh, that was an interesting choice to kind yeah. of uh, do it that way you know, I mean, I guess they say a cliche is a cliche because it's true. I, you know, so mm. there are some things that, if you know, compared to the Queen uh, biopic, uh, you know, there's, I guess, with music managers, things like this, oh. parting it. You know, there's just things that I guess happen to a lot of different musicians when mm-hmm. they start making their big break, and people might take advantage of some things out of them. Mm. Uh, this one, I, there's a lot of difference between how uh, Freddie Mercury and Elton John in terms of their. Uh, homosexuality and how mm. that's depicted and yeah. how it was really held against uh, Freddie Mercury or how he felt very ashamed of mm. it, you know, culturally and whatnot. And it wasn't as big a deal for, or at least in the film, it doesn't make a big deal with Elton John. It was just like this was his life choice and nobody was like, oh, you're never going to make it, Elton. Mm. So, yeah. uh, interesting movie. I don't know if I, I don't know if I loved it or not, but I mean, I thought it was just an interesting way to present present a biopic about a musician. Cool. Mm. Uh, coming in at number four, Ma, the new Bloomhouse film from Universal, $18.2 million, starring Octavia Spencer. I have to admit, I was intrigued about seeing it just from the trailers, but then yeah. hearing that the trailers gives you the film, I'm like, eh, all right, I can wait. I felt they gave away way too much, because I was starting to be interested, and then all the trailers go, oh, I feel like I've seen the movie. I would have rather them leave more to mystery on that. I still want to see it. It's just one of those things, I don't know why, but at the end of May, like everything came out. And it was just not even, you know, we got Disney movies, we got a horror movie, we got, you know, an indie kind of movie. Like, it was a lot. So, you kind of had to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick that one. Well, I mean, you've still got June, July, and, you know, most of August. I mean, I don't know how much longer Mob will be in there. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to be there long enough for mm-hmm. more people to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. And rounding out our top five, John Wick 
Chapter 3, Parabellum. That made another $11.1 million. Pretty good. Yeah, not, mm. yeah, not so bad there. I, of course, we know the fourth film's already greenlit. And this is the first week. I believe that Avengers Endgame did not make the top five. It's going to be sad. okay, Amy. It's still going to be okay. I'm, I'm sad. It's still going over like uh, $830 million. So it's doing okay. It's going to be all right. All it's right, thank right. you. Now, we did do our box office bet two weeks ago. We were we gone. We don't even talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we were gone for Memorial Day weekend, so we never really got to bask in who won and, you know, who lost. <laughs> but that's what a time like this is for here. So for those of you that uh, need a little reminder, we did the box office bet on Aladdin, mm-hmm. that great Disney bi- uh, live action adaptation of their animated classic. Uh, so the uh, the winner for that was me. Wow, eighty eight million dollars. Uh, it made almost one hundred and twenty million dollars its opening weekend. So I was uh, I was I fell a little short, but still it was enough to get me the win. Coming in number number two was Brie with seventy two million. Carrie number three at fifty six million, and then just you know you know taking that elevator right down to loser town. I. Was Amy Cassandra? No. Amy Cassandra Martinez. Fifty million dollars. You gave me the music. No. She got the sad trombone on that one. Yeah. All right. I'll see it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks, Amy. (laughs) Thank you, Amy. Yeah. Uh, But folks, we're going to do another box office bet at the end of the show as well, too. So uh, that never stops because it's so much fun to do. Mm -hmm. I'm on a hot streak. I'm feeling. I'm getting almost almost cocky. I mean, calm. I I know. I'm. I'm due for a humbling at any moment. Uh, but we have two films coming out for your box office votes there. Dark Phoenix, the uh, the last of the Fox version of the X-Men films. Well, we'll see what happens with New Mutants next year. But at least sort of the X-Men films mm-hmm. uh, coming out this week. As well as Secret Life of Pets 2, the sequel that nobody asked for, but we're still getting <laughs> from Universal Pictures. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. So those are our two films. So start voting now there in the chat, and we'll do our box office bet in just a little bit. But uh, before that, folks, we're talking about X-Men, X-Men, X-Men. Folks, this is a great time to actually do our a little little special segment we're going to do. Uh, the X-Men films have been around since the early 2000s here, and there's been so many of them. But yeah, I feel like this is something that, that uh, requires us to, to give our personal opinions about what our top three X-Men films are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got, of course, the uh, we've got X, uh, original X-Men film directed by Brian Singer, as well as X2 directed by Brian Singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got X-Men The Last Stand, directed by Brett Ratner. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, let's see about that. There mm-hmm. we go. Then we've got our, our uh, uh, Wolverine films. We've got, uh, we've got uh, Wolverine Origins. We've got uh, The Wolverine, as well as we've got Logan. Then uh-huh. we have our two Deadpool films, Deadpool 1, Deadpool 2. And then we've got our last four that are bringing us for the X-Men film. We've got uh, X-Men First Class, Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, and then coming out this week, Dark Phoenix. That was great, Frank. Oh my gosh, I yes. Mean, who needs IMDb? When Holy you've got cow. Frank? It's almost like I'm a nerd. I know uh, this stuff. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. There you go. So, folks, everybody's got their opinions there. Please, everybody. I mean, it's going to get cocky. <laughs> okay. But we're only going to pick our top three. Each of us is going to go uh, kind of rapid fire what we think our top three X Men films are out of that long list. You see if you agree with any of the ones that we have listed. If you have a different list, feel free to start putting that down in the other comment thread as well. Uh, so, Amy, yes. I know you've been boning up on your X Men films. So, I got it. for you, what are your top three X Men films? Okay, I'll start with number three. Okay. Deadpool 2. Do you want me to say something? If you want. Sure. It's cool. It's not as good as the second one that I have Deadpool, the first one. Okay. That's not what it's called, but the first one. Um, yeah, I really like the first one because we really get an introduction to Deadpool in like a better way. Um, mm-hmm. 
And Ryan Reynolds just did a really good job. And he looks really, really good. And it's completely different than all the other, like, well, Marvel properties. Um, Yeah. And then the first one would have to be Logan. Because, I don't know, there's something about seeing Hugh Jackman in kind of, like, pretty dark role, but having to act opposite a young girl and having that kind of... uh, juxtaposition it was really cool i had a fun time i felt the thing that i love what i loved was that they kind of just mapped the western genre onto logan Mm -hmm. uh but the only thing that frustrated me about that is that i finally they 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 finally clicked in to a great logan story and it's the last one it i mean tears were shed it makes you want to just like wish they this had been back in time and they had kind of figured out this formula and this recipe Mm-hmm. Right when Wolverine Wolverine Origins was coming out, and we've got Will I Am as a teleporter, you're like, oh man, really? This is what we get? Okay, uh, but no, I great list, Amy. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, um, this was interesting to think about. I'd go with um, uh, starting with number three. I'll go with X Men First Class. I really enjoyed seeing a different batch of mutants as well as seeing them when they were younger. I thought that was kind of fun to see. Just more options out there. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, Then I would go with the original X-Men, if only because it was such a big deal when it came out. Because it was the first one. I remember specifically having a magazine clip out for it coming out. I remember the date it was coming out. I was so excited because I was in the comic books. And I actually was very frustrated because they changed the look of a lot of the characters and I was like the little nerd of like oh my gosh is that what their hair looks like man like upset about it but then I was like this is really cool I do think they totally did ro- did no justice to Rogue though because she was so like eh in the movie versus yeah. how cool she is in the comics mm-hmm. and in the cartoon but I still was happy that they finally had made an, a, a movie of that epic proportions and at least they made jokes to it because they're like oh would you have rather us wear the yellow spandex so i was like okay okay you made a nod you made a nod to it and then i go with deadpool for number one because then it takes that ultra violence and fun to the next level because all ages read comic books especially those that are older so it's like hey put that craziness in it that's what we want so I was glad that they didn't shy away. We're like, no, we're going to make a rated R one. So, mm-hmm. yes. There's something about that first, first X-Men film that it's, you know, I mean, and I guess we have to go back to the early 2000s mm-hmm. when superhero films weren't as prevalent. Yeah, there was um, like none. We had Blade. That was pretty much yeah. it. And then we get the X-Men films and then we get Spider-Man coming out after that. Mm-hmm. But it was oh, really yeah. X-Men that kind of really started that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it's, it was like better than nothing. But still left you kind of frustrated. But you were at least, like, it was a groundbreaking ceremony. You're like, oh, they did something. Like, that was kind of the first of, like, okay, got that ball rolling of so many more thereafter. Um, and then, yes, I would agree, Ryan Reynolds is just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was interesting of, like, I don't think there was many others at that time to compare it to. So it was just, you're happy something was out there. Yeah, I, I feel like the X-Men have been, uh, just in general, have been an example of... Uh, putting too many ingredients in the yeah. mix because i feel like they want to keep loading all these characters and they don't have enough uh film real estate yeah. to really do service to a lot of these characters and it ends up really being basically hugh jackman and yeah. that's it and Pat, hugh jackman patrick stewart ian mckellen for the first set mm-hmm. those really become yeah. the three that it kind of revolves around and i mean because they're really they're fantastic actors and they really yeah. broke out in those roles but everybody else kind of gets sh- you know shunted to the side and even like Fomka Jansen, who you know you really want to see this great mm-hmm. turn in X Men Last Stand, is not given the material. She's a great actress, but she's not is not given the material to really deliver on the Phoenix storyline. 
So I'm hoping that when this Dark Phoenix comes yes. out, I don't my my my, my hopes are not very high because I don't I'm, I don't think it's going to be. What good. are your three, Frank? I'm going to go my three. I will go. Uh, I guess I'll go. I'll go Deadpool because it was just nice to see. And, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of Deadpool in the comic. A little of him goes a long way for me. Sure, but there's something about seeing it in live action with the kind of uh, irreverence that Ryan Reynolds brought into it, and certainly you could see the passion for mm. wanting to bring that character. And I felt that passion combined with the material and with the actor mm-hmm. uh, really made for a fun, enjoyable film that you hadn't seen. And a lot of the other X-Men ones. It got a little yeah. too, like, meh. So, uh, but that is three. Two, you know, Days of Future Past. Because I am a sucker for time travel. And even though this story <laughs> is not as good as the comic book story mm-hmm. uh, by Chris Claremont and John Byrne, it's still, it, it was cool seeing the the newer generation of the class, uh, the cast meet the original generation. So mm-hmm. to see John, James McAvoy and Patrick Stewart share that moment, you're like, on screen, you're like, ah! was cool and seeing Hugh Jackman interact with Michael Fassbender mm-hmm. and James McAvoy as well you're like alright this is cool to see those kind of worlds kind of mix and then uh, number one I'm going to go with you I'm going to agree with Logan because yeah. it was you know it, it just showed you uh, kind of what the Marvel films have been doing uh, from Marvel Studios where they've been taking specific genres and kind of layering them on their stories Yeah. Uh, finally seeing Fox uh, getting their act together and kind of treating it that same way as well and it was just great to see I mean, Hugh Jackman is great in that role, and it was just awesome to see a movie that finally kind of gave him the material to really do service to both him as an actor and the character. Yeah. So, yeah, those are our uh, our various top threes. Do you agree with our list? Do you disagree? Let us know in the comments, folks. Mm-hmm. Fight us. Or love us. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, whatever. <laughs> nice. All right, so, folks, uh, we're getting ready for our uh, box office bet, but before we get to do that, though... We got to do our, our top five for next week mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what we kind of think. So we've and we got, also got to cover the other movies that weren't part of the top five. Booksmart. Oh, do we? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wait till we go to the spoilers. Oh, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Oh, watching. okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. ASMR. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we're gonna go. So yes, we're gonna do our next week's top five. <laughs> we got Dark Phoenix come from Fox on thirty five hundred screens, as well as The Secret mm-hmm. Life of Pets two from Universal on forty four hundred screens. Do we see any either of them mm. dethroning? King, uh, not King, not King Kong. That's gonna happen next year. <laughs> Godzilla. Okay, so if Godzilla even drops half, that's twenty five. So yes. we, do we see it? Mm, Dark Phoenix. I feel really bad for Dark Phoenix. A lot of people are already hate on, hating on it hard. Yeah, so would that even make it to twenty five? I think they showed another trailer and it looked more intriguing um, the second time around. But I also be people going to see if it is actually as bad as they think it is. So that yep. Twenty-five. You want to go watch that car accident? Worth, you go. Hmm, can't help but look. Uh, I'm going to put this as number one, Dark Phoenix. Really? Because okay. I, I do think it may not be a great movie, but I agree with what uh, Bree is saying too. I think there's going to be enough nerds uh, and X Men fans that are just want to see. Do they stick the landing? Do they really botch the landing? How yeah. bad do they botch the landing? That uh, love it or hate it, you still want to just see what they've put on screen. Yeah. Well, the thing is also, like, Godzilla, not sure if it's getting good word of mouth. So even if it's at least 50, I think it's going to be more. Yeah. I think you're right. I'll go with. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you know, I almost think pets could do pretty well, too, of, like, we're getting into that summertime. Some kids are out of school already. There's so many kids everywhere. And it's family friendly. (laughs) What's with all these kids? from <laughs> and let's specify young family friendly because aladdin you could i 
is all ages enough, but like pets is way more for look, visually could be entertaining for the little kids. Did either of you see the first film? No, no, I saw it and it's not great. So I, I'm still amazed that we're getting a second one for this. Sometimes I mean, it, I just you know, I'm like, oh, really? They Out of just this? pump them out, man. Whether we ask yeah. for them or not, mm-hmm. well, it yeah, just I mean, happens. They're doing a ride at Universal Studios based on it. Not going to be great, guys. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It won't be. It's a ride. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we, all right, well, how far do you see two. Secret Life of Pets two? Go, number two. Two. I'll go two. two. All right. Two. Same. I can't argue with that as much as I would love to. Uh, so yeah, so we're saying uh, Dark Phoenix, Secret Life of Pets two, then the rest of the Godzilla, Aladdin, and Rocket Man, kind of following yeah. down that way. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, folks, uh, we're gonna do our box office bet real quick here on the film that you voted on there in the chat. Of course, it's between Dark Phoenix and Secret Life of Pets two. For those of you that haven't seen the box office bet, we are gonna all vote on what we think the opening box office total will be. For the film that you have chosen in the chat, the person that's closest will be like me and bask in glory <laughs> because you're such a prognosticator. And then the loser will be just like Amy, Cassandra, Martinez over there. <laughs> I have to go see this film and then tell us all about it. Mm-hmm. So how's it looking in the uh, chat, Carrie? Where'd it go? <laughs> Some people are suggesting four pets, too. Hold on. Let's see. Let's let's take the recount. Where's our yes. top count on that? We've, it's a lot of people talking about our X Men selections. Uh, somebody, where's our? I'm not seeing it yet. <laughs> Someone give us a, the tally. Uh, yes, yes. What you or all vote for? We could choose. It looks yeah. like to me that it was Dark Phoenix. Oh, thank, thank you. I thank agree. You. We're going to yeah. go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Phoenix. Thank you, Ken Jack. There Woo. we go. Dark Phoenix won four to one. Ken Jack. Yes. Always oh, so scared. I try not to like show my emotions about movies. And you're like, like not That's anymore. It. That's All it. All right. So are, there we go. We Dark Phoenix and we on 3,500 screens. One, so. Yes. Uh, their second attempt at the Dark Phoenix story. Mm. We'll see how they do. All right. So we're all going to do our votes. Uh, Bree, are you ready to join us for this? Yeah, I'll, I'll join in. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. All right. Oh, man. So we got Bree, mm. Amy, Carrie, and myself. This is going to be great. I mean, the conclusion of this storyline here. Oh, my God. I've never hesitated so much on putting a number. <laughs> All right. I will put in. All right. I've got a number. Oh, but, man, a Secret Life Pets 2 could be. Oh, but it's now. Uh, uh, oh, my God. All right. I'm going to. Okay. I'm changing. Okay. I'm good to go. Bree, you good to go? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Oh, look at that confidence. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. All right, Bree, what do you have? I'm going to say 46. Oof, all right. Not much confidence in our merry band of mutants. All right. Wait, uh, I don't know. Amy, is that face if you went too high or too low to that? Bree's got 46. You know, I think I have to leave. I think I have <laughs> right. something going on. You need to check on your Amy? car. Let's, yeah. let's see what you got. The parking. <laughs> what do you got? Lay it on us, Amy Cassandra Martinez. 29. 29? Are you serious? Yes! (laughs) What? Because there's so many different (laughs) movies. Who is all going to rush out to go see Dark Phoenix? Oh, my goodness. Wow. 29? Oh, all right. You know, if it does hit 29, you you guys are going to be like, wow, Amy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) In the meantime, I'm panicking. Carrie? People need Sansa. 37. 37, man. Everybody's going really low on this. 
All right. Conservative. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, maybe I Jenna I James in the chat says 70. Well, uh, Jenna, I'm rotten to you. I want 78. So we'll see. I could be really high on this. <gasps> wow. Mm. Uh, Jenna is laughing at Amy's number. Thank you. It's 29. Patrick said 25. Hey! Neil Hutchinson says 53.5. Mm, interesting. I was going to do 33. I feel these numbers are like... <laughs> still. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> Folks, uh, this is going to be an exciting weekend at the box Ooh. office here. Look at that. Uh, I, you know, Amy, get excited. Get excited. Get ready to see Dark Phoenix. You mm-hmm. get ready to see Dark Phoenix. All right. Okay. Uh, I think I'm still planning to see it. Anyway. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap the part of the show here. Now we got a few minutes here. We're gonna talk about some films a little bit more in depth. So if you don't want to be spoiled about any of the latest releases, hop out now. But folks, thanks for joining us here. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Two, three, four, five, six, however many you can. And if you're watching this after a stream live, Carrie, what can they do? Uh, Yes, you can comment down below. And since we talked about top X-Men movies, why don't you leave your comments on one, two, and three of your favorite, favorite X-Men movies. Favorite, favorite. And if you want to stay in touch with any of us after the show's over, Brie, where can they find you? You guys can find me at Brie, B-R-I underscore Phipps, P-H-I-P-P-S on Twitter and Instagram. And you guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. And you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And follow me on those Twitter grams at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this part of the show. Spoilers lie ahead, so let's do it. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Let's start off with a film that Carrie Lane is excited to talk about, and that is uh, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah, because I'm giving mad love to them of it is, like, think about it, and sadly you probably won't have an answer. When was the last time you saw a romantic comedy with two Asian male leads? Crazy Rich Asians. Male leads. <laughs> no, like having, besides huh, that one. I was looking for that And then having question. the two, and then, at, well, mostly, no, because they have a diverse cast. But there has not been many. You have one. <laughs> right, and that was a big deal when that one came out. So um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a, it is a good rom com. Uh, the pacing's maybe a little slow because I think it's like an hour forty five, and maybe if it was more like the hour thirty, I wouldn't have felt that. Um, I think it, there is a lot of humor in it. Keanu Reeves is in it, and he's very funny. Um, Ali Wong is great. I think she's good sense of humor and there were moments you're like oh I get that and just life and relationships and that so definitely check it out Uh, some people had it in theaters I saw it on Netflix but either way support the movie because it was cool and it's nice to have that kind of uh, representation because I know I saw some people like on Twitter and like they were crying because they were just so happy to see and that kind of um, relationships portrayed I just also, want to see it for Keanu Reeves' gift that I keep seeing. Oh, man, there. just wait. Uh, his dialogue's a little different from the trailer, and I liked what he said in the trailer better than what's said in the movie, but that's okay. All right. Uh, I know you want to talk about Booksmart. Heck Amy. yes, yes, I do. Lay that's it right. on us. I am so freaking glad I saw it when I saw it. It was so great. It was a wonderful experience. Everyone was laughing in the theater, including myself. Um, the fact that Olivia Wilde created just such a wonderful like teen movie that isn't boring and isn't like oh god like i don't it's it's trying too hard is great because i think that a lot of teen movies go that way Mm. where it gets way too raunchy or whatever and it's literally just about these two characters and their friendship and then growing up and learning um you know how to like step outside their comfort zone and it's so good the directing is so good 
everything about it is just perfection. And the, the soundtrack is fantastic. I listen to it every day. It's just... It's everything I wanted and so much more. I enjoyed the movie, but there was one little bit that really bugged me. Hmm. What? Bit? It's uh, after they get out of jail and they're heading to the graduation. Yeah. The way the way they drive, that was just like, oh, what? Well, okay, like, yeah. If that happened to me, which, I mean, like, I wouldn't go to jail. Oh, my gosh. But if I went to jail and I was trying to get to my high school graduation and I drove like that, a cop would pull me over. Like, no, duh. Yeah. But it's a movie, Frank. And well, they yeah. have to get to the graduation, and then they go in there and just like, Whoa! Well, of course they so need to get to the graduation. drive them to the graduation like that, and that problem would have maybe worked a little better. Like, oh, you helped us catch this guy. Yeah. Let True. Get you to your mm. graduation. But because you can drive super fast. I'm not against them driving super fast to get to the graduation. Recklessly. But why? And they're laughing the whole time that they're doing this. I'm like, why are you driving yeah, like weirdos? Because they're excited and they're happy. And they were able to get away with it. And, like, the guy that... So you're going to be driving through uh, like, opposite lanes of traffic? They're, get out they're, of here state of mind is like we got to get to our graduation ceremony so we can finish this chapter in our lives and move on so and like you think, look like, at hey, us we grew up so much in just like a matter of like two days but let's let's like drive let's drive fast but let's drive smart a little bit furious fast and furious <laughs> they're right. inspired by that movie uh brie you saw it as well did you enjoy it yeah i enjoyed it. the only scene i did it like and i didn't not enjoy the scene because i thought it was a really funny scene but i think that it just didn't work as well for me was the drug scene because it just happened too quickly oh, and yeah. got out of it too quickly. It just felt like a forced, this is going to be funny. And I thought as standalone it was really funny. But that's the only scene that didn't quite work for me. Otherwise, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought the acting was amazing. I thought the casting was amazing. The direction mm-hmm. was amazing. I, I love the script, too. Like, mm-hmm. I usually, the script is not something that stands out to me too much. I usually, like, pay attention to the acting more. But the script was so good. Where now I'm looking at all the gifts that are on Twitter and like that. I love that quote. Yeah, throwing in, you know, hmm. yeah. And real quick before we wrap up, I know you saw Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, you didn't seem very high on it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so there is a certain kind of format when you're watching a movie about monsters. Yeah, like we get it. And it's slightly apocalyptic. But that doesn't mean it has to be super predictable. And then there's certain things that happen full on spoilers. Okay, Please, okay. Please, with this. When um, Ken's character, Dr. Something. Uh, that can want not want to now be. Uh huh. Yes. When his character sacrifices himself for Godzilla, I was like, oh, that really sucks. Not super, super necessary, but like, I get it. But then when freaking Vera Farmiga's character does the same freaking thing at the end, I I just got mad. And that's like, what, the last 15, 20 mm. minutes of the movie? Yeah. I was like, what the heck? We mm. already did this. And then I think there's someone else that sacrifices himself. Oh, Mothra. Yes. And I was like, that's enough. We already saw that. Like, let's not see this over and over again. Um, I think some of the, I don't know, some of the situations were just a little, the pacing was weird. This is like, okay, here's our little cheesy moment with the dad and the doctor. It's like, okay, cool. That's done. Let's move on to something else. But with that being said, I think the acting was pretty cool. But Godzilla looked great. I love seeing those action sequences and just him going, but... They showed way too much in the trailer. All the cool scenes were in the trailer. It, it was weird because I didn't understand why uh, Millie Bobby Brown, when the first time they come across Kyle, Kyle Chandler, like yeah. she's so like so reluctant to go yeah. with him. Like what? Yeah, and then and then Vera Farmiga's character is like, uh, Madison. Yeah. And are we? Sub- what? I'm confused. Go. Yeah. I don't. And then she's like the bad guy, but then she's not. And I'm like, eh, you're a monster. Like that. Okay. 
Yeah, I felt like she needed to die because she needed to, like, her hubris needed to be, uh, you know, <laughs> That's taken crap. care of. No. Yeah. No. That was dumb. Okay, why was Millie Bobby Brown's character not breathing in the bathtub? There was no water around her. She was like, <gasps> like, what? What happened? I, I, I don't get it. Uh, the concussive force of the uh, explosion? I don't know. That seemed weird to me as well, too. Oh, and I know some people had some problems with that one character dying. And they're like, did she really die? Um, she was in Shape of Water. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, she gets, yeah, she yeah. gets stomped on. Yeah. I was like, no, I got that. Because they showed the screen where it says deceased. Yeah. Like, was, okay. Yeah, just to remind you, like, yep, she didn't make it out of here. Yeah. Uh, are you excited, though, about King Kong versus Godzilla? Yeah. Yeah, because I love, I love the monsters. That was great. I didn't like the close-up shots of Mothra. I was like, ew, no. But, like, she's cool. Yeah, I mean, this one really sets up the building mythology that there are, are uh, these animal, these creatures that are here before us. Yeah. Some are here to protect us. Some are here to kind of yeah. thin the herd. <gasps> oh, my. So. And, like, the sounds that all of them made, that was great. And the music, oh, yeah, that was yeah. cool. The monster stuff was fun. All right. Well, look at that, folks. Uh, we're going to call it right now uh, for another hot episode of Box Office Breakdown. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us as we took a little hiatus for the Memorial Day weekend. But we'll be back next week for sure to uh, really talk about Amy Cassandra's $29 million bet for Dark Phoenix. That's oh, going to be good happened. stuff. I did not. I blocked I, that from my mind. I did not forget I, that. We folks, we'll see you back here next week. Go see some movies. See you from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.